night, Thursday Live. Good to see everybody. Hope you're doing good. Just want to remind everybody to like and share this as much as you can. As most of you know, um, social media is not always our friends. I do want to ask Facebook, please don't ban us. But anyway, um, like and share this as much as you can. I'll remind you at the end because let's get the word out to as many people. Our country's in dire straits right now. We're going to keep going over that and uh, going over it and going over it until we're past this phase and then we'll move on to other things. But right now, just want to remind everybody, like and share this. Also, I want everybody to know for next week, so one week from today, we are changing our time. We're changing our time. We're going uh, Thursdays at 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock p.m., so we'll be changing our time. So next Thursday, it won't be at 4 o'clock. Next Thursday will be 7 o'clock p.m. Also, a couple uh, bookkeeping things I want you to know. I'm reading these off. It's a long list, so I'm going to have to read it off a form I got here. Right now, we're on Facebook Live and we're on live stream. That's the only place that we're live. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Pocket Casts. And all you have to do is pull up my name, Tom Lipley, and we're on all of those things. We're also on YouTube. After we produce it, we're on YouTube. Now, next week, next week, we'll be on Facebook Live, live stream, Twitch, Periscope, Instagram, Instagram, and YouTube. All of these, we will be live next week. At least that's what we're shooting for. So next week, we'll be live on Facebook, live stream, Twitch, Periscope, Instagram, and YouTube. All next next week at 7 p.m. So that's where we'll be. That's where we'll be at next week. That's what we're shooting for. Hopefully, we get that done. It'll be good. So anyway, I'm trying to pull up my page over here. So I'm going to hop right into this today. As I've said from for I don't know how many weeks now. I don't know how long really this has been going on, but I have to continue to talk about the coronavirus issue. Of course, you know, just as an example. My wife went to uh, Home Depot today to buy a new washing machine, and she just came back and said, you wouldn't believe what it was like. My daughter called it, we were herded like cattle, nothing against Home Depot. I love Home Depot, but they're doing what they feel like they need to do, but I don't endorse it in any way, shape, or form, but really, they have no choice. But everybody's in there wearing masks everybody's in there acting like the bubonic plague is floating through the air and that's what we're here to dispel and i just want to put this out there before i launch into anything else this entire response to this alleged apocalyptic apocalyptic pandemic is a hoax it absolutely is so let's get into this right off the bat now i have a lot of articles i want to get into i want to set a precedent with you because as you're seeing, and I don't really know where the bodies are because the, the death count continues to go up by really thousands a day and, and 45 to, man, probably coming up to 50% now of the deaths in this country are coming from New York alone and probably most of those from New York City. And you know what's funny, and I said this on my earlier Facebook Live in the week, that the only I go and I go on the state health department's websites and I pull up that's where I get all this data from I either get it from the the CV, the CDC or I go to the state health department websites the only place where I cannot find a death count in all the states that I've checked and I've probably checked 30 states or more 
is New York. There's no accurate dashboard on there that tells you how many cases and how many deaths they have. I find that to be very curious and very suspicious. So, but anyway, so allegedly we have a lot of deaths going on every day, but we've, we're learning now that the way that we're counting mortality from the coronavirus in this country is exceedingly liberal. So let's, I want to look at this. First of all, let me read you this from uh, Dinesh D'Souza. He wrote this on 421 obviously this month imagine if we become if if it became commonplace to use the probable standard enlisting cause of death for all for other diseases many people would never know how their relatives died he was overweight so they said probably diabetes this coronavirus counting system is a bad joke that's from Dinesh D'Souza now and I want to just say again, remember how a lot of you used to believe in the things that he said. Now you're discounting them. Let's look at this. This is from Yahoo News from a week ago. New York City, uh, well, on Tuesday, that was 414. On Tuesday, the city's health department released a revised COVID-19 death count that included those who were not tested but were presumed to have died from the disease. So in other words, any bureaucrat any Department of Health employee, anybody with an agenda can now manipulate the death counts. It's right here. They added an additional 3,700, so just roughly 4,000 people, bumping the city's total count to well over 10,000 coronavirus fatalities. Remember now, even if there was 10,000, I mean 10,000 deaths in New York, that's a city of 8 million. Keep that in mind. But anyway, New York City was already the epicenter of coronavirus spread both in the United States and in the world, reporting well over 7,000 verified, allegedly, deaths on Monday. Now, if they were verified the same way that they're now adding these deaths, how verified were they? These 3,700 additional deaths mark a massive 17% increase to the national death toll, pulling it to over, at the time, 26,000. Now we're over 40,000, allegedly. Allegedly. Because you need to remember now they're attributing basically anything they want to a coronavirus death. Now, from the National Vital Statistics System. Now, where is this at? Center for Disease Control. This is, again, there's lots of people. I, 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 I just openly mock you right now. I really do. I just openly mock you. They say things about me and other people. When did, who, who died and made you an epidemiologist? I never said I was. But I, I can read paperwork i i can read documents how about you so when i went to the cdc website which really is a propaganda website and all for all intents and purposes but i go to that website and they have a part of the website is the national vital statistics system and this is what they say on here cdc national vital statistics system from 41620 just a few days ago, an accurate count of the number of deaths. They actually have a section there where they're coaching people on how to fill out death certificates. An accurate count, and that's what this is from, an accurate count of the number of deaths due to COVID-19 infection, which depends in part on proper death certification, is critical to ongoing public health surveillance and response. In other words, they need to make sure that their death count keeps going up. Because if it doesn't, 
It's going to invalidate their entire response to this thing, which has been tyrannical and draconian. Ideally, reading back at the National Vital Statistics Systems area of the CDC website, ideally, testing for COVID-19 should be conducted, but it is acceptable to report COVID-19 on a death certificate without this confirmation if the circumstances are compelling within a reasonable degree of certainty. So in other words, if you think it's COVID-19, whether you tested them or not, the person drops dead and you see some, some, some snot coming out of their nose or they were coughing, they're dead of COVID-19. That's, what, that's how the CDC and the National Vital Statistics System is coaching people who fill out death, certificate, death certificates, which by the way is doctors. That's how they're coaching them to do this. So how real, how valid is the current death count? How, how valid could it actually be? This video came out from Chicago. Just a few days ago, Cook County, Chicago, which is where Chicago's at, COVID positive diagnosis. This is what they're doing. They're doing it. They're calling it regardless of the true cause of death. They don't know the true cause of death. They're calling it COVID-19. They came out and said it. Even if the person wasn't, the, the health department spokesman said this, even if the person was in hospice, with three weeks to live, if they tested positive for, for COVID-19 and they died, that's what they died from. They were already in hospice about to die in three weeks anyway. And because they possibly tested positive for COVID-19, that's their cause of death. So how many do we really have, America? How, how many do we really actually have right now that have died of COVID-19? It's somewhere around 46,000, they're saying. Okay, and remember, 2017, 80,000 died of the flu, but I'll get to that in a minute. But how many are actually dying of this? Well, let, we'll look, we're going to look deeply into this. All right, here we go. From a, an article from The Economist. Again, people saying, Tom, who makes you an, uh, an expert? I'm just reading what the experts are saying and the reporting that's done from reporters talking to experts. If millions of people were infected weeks ago, now what we're shifting into now is I'm going to get back into this, is what's the actual death rate? We've already seen, I already just covered with this paperwork, that the deaths are fraudulent. So now what we're going to do is look at the actual COVID-19 death rate and what it actually is. No, we're never going to be able to trust the government's numbers or not. But I do want you to be able to calculate it for yourself, at least to some degree of accuracy. So here we go. Talking about now switching into how many people are actually dying of COVID-19. If millions of people were infected weeks ago without dying, this is from the Economist article, the virus must be less deadly than, than official data suggests. The magazine determined using graphs to suggest the faster the disease spreads and hits its peak, the fewer people will die. The Economist article cited a new study by Justin Silverman and Alex Washburn that used data on influenza-like illness to show that coronavirus is now widespread in America. Silverman and Washburn found that the coronavirus mortality rate could be as low as 0.1%. Now, I want everybody to remember that number, 0.1%. And I want you to remember that's post-infection. That's not post 0.1% of the population dying. It's 0.1% of people infected with COVID dying. Big, big difference. 
And they said, Silver and Washburn found that the coronavirus mortality rate could be as low as 0.1% similar to that of the flu. Monday, April 20th, Economic Policy Journal, top Swedish epidemiologist. In the end, this is what he said. His name, I don't know if I'll be able to pronounce his name for sure. It's uh, Johan Gasecki. Johan Gasecki, top Swedish epidemiologist. In the end, there will be little difference with countries who locked down and those who did not. I think we're seeing a tsunami of a usually quite mild disease, said Gasecki. Real clear politics and forms. This is from Gasecki. Professor Gasecki is one of the world's most senior epidemiologists, advisor to the Swedish government, and the first chief scientist of the European Center for Disease Prevention and Control. He advised a mortality rate of 0.1% for COVID-19. He advised most would never know they had it. And we're locked in our houses right now. We have people all around Home Depot today wearing masks. I'll get all into that in a minute. I'll just lay in groundwork right now. He advised the numbers are wrong because millions have been infected, not thousands. We are running the numbers completely and totally wrong right now. That's, that's all that's going on. You have quarantined yourselves and allowed your country to go into a great depression on an erroneous formula. We are running the numbers totally and completely wrong. I'm going to show you. Here we go. Now, most people, I don't, well, I don't want to say most people because I honestly believe that most people are wearing a different sort of mask right now, and it's one that's over their eyes and ears because they don't want to be invalidated. They don't want to be told, you know what? You just wasted the last two months of your life locked in your home for no reason. And Christians, you locked yourselves in, in your home contrary to the word of God. So here we go. A lot of people saw this accidental hot mic uh, catch right before a White House Coronavirus Task Force press conference. And by the way, let me just say this, uh, say this to everybody. I even see conservatives. You're, you guys are, the conservatives and the Christians, you're amazing to me. You really are that still have bought into this. You really, you really are amazing. You're, I see you putting out things like this was, a, this was a hoax. It was absolutely not a hoax. Do you know it was caught by more than one camera from more than one angle? I mean, wake up, just decide to be informed decide to not be ignorant any longer but anyway it was caught on a hot mic right before the coronavirus task force press conference at the white house it was caught where one reporter was talking to another and they cited and this reporter said people are saying well this was dubbed in it was not dubbed in he gave the specific information no from from this this specific study coming out of la county and usc he gave that specific information, and then he called it all a hoax. They were saying that the part that was dubbed in was the hoax. It was not. None of it was dubbed in. Everything he said was accurate. Everything he said was caught on one, more than one camera. So what he said was he was citing this particular study. Here's the pre-study release. Now, what this is, is the U.S. University of Southern California, not a conservative outlet, coupled with L.A. County, not a conservative county at all. This is their study. This is not Breitbart. This is not Tom Lipley. This is, this is not any other source that you watch that's conservative. This is hyper-liberal, if anything. 
Here's their pre-study release. USC News, April, April 2020, so just a week or, a week or two ago. If, if we only tested people who are hospitalized with flu-like symptoms, remember, they're doing the numbers totally wrong. They do not, they don't, flu, the flu deaths per, per year in the United States are, just say, 50,000, but they, they, don't, they, don't do the, the paper, they don't do the calculus with number of reported cases. I'm going to go over this with paperwork in a minute. Let me, I'll read this to you, and then we'll go over it. I'm going to show it to you on my little chart here. If we only tested people who are hospitalized with flu-like symptoms, the mortality rate jumps 75-fold. So what they're saying is, if they use the exact same calculus, what they're doing with the calculus for the coronavirus is this. You have number of deaths divided by number of verified cases, number of hospitalized cases. Verified cases or hospitalized cases. So you end up with the 3 to 5% death rate. They don't do that with the flu. What they do with the flu is you have basically the same number of deaths. Shocking, right? Same number of deaths. And then what they do for the flu, so say they have 50,000 people died from the flu, they divide it by 50 million because they're not using verified cases. They're using presumptive cases. What they're presuming, the number that they presume have had the flu. They aren't doing that with coronavirus. They're doing this for a reason, to keep you locked in your houses. If they did the numbers the same for corona, it would be a 0.1% death rate, which is what this study found. Listen to what it says. If we only tested people who are hospitalized with flu-like symptoms, the mortality rate would jump 75-fold. So you times 0.1% times 75 for the flu. So if they did the numbers for the flu the same way they're doing it for the coronavirus, the flu would have a 3 to 5% death rate. Sud wrote, this is the, the professor running this study, wrote in the Wall Street Journal, similarly, with the coronavirus, testing only sick or symptomatic people will result in an overestimate of mortality, which would heighten fear and anxiety and worsen their economic effects. So that's before they did the study. So here's the post-study information from the Federalist, written on 421, just what is today? The 23rd, two days ago. This is written two days ago by Tristan Justice. A new study, I know I went over this on my, when, I, when I did this on, on Saturday, I think it was. I don't remember when I did my last Facebook Live. But anyway, I know I went over this. But this just came out. I guess it wasn't Saturday. Whatever day it was. Um, maybe it was Monday. I can't remember. Monday. I think it was Monday or Tuesday they did one. But it was referenced this, this same study. So, so from the Federalist 421, a new study unveiled Monday from the University of Southern California with the Los Angeles County uh, Department of Public Health discovered infections of the novel, novel Wuhan coronavirus to be far more widespread with a lower fatality rate than initially thought. The California researchers conducted rapid antibody testing of a representative sample of adults and found that approximately 2.0 to 5.6% of LA County's adult population already had coronavirus antibodies present what does that mean they already had it and got over it translating to 221,000 to 442,000 people have already been infected in LA County alone the new estimate dwarfs the nearly 8,000 they were running right now there was the 
the information that you are getting that the coronavirus task force has been pushing, that President Trump has been pushing, that every liberal governor in the United States has been pushing is the false formula. It says here, the new estimate dwarfs the nearly 8,000 cases that had been reported at the time. Now they're up to 14,000, but at the time they were at 8,000 cases. So what they were doing at the, now they've got about 600 deaths. So what they were doing was dividing 600 by eight, by, by 8,000. What they were supposed to be doing was dividing uh, 800 by 240,000 because that's how many people have actually had it. That's the flu formula. And lo and behold, what's the number you get? 0.1%. 0.1%. I'll continue to read. There are now nearly 14,000 confirmed cases of the virus and more than 600 deaths officially reported in the county as of this writing. Two days ago, according to the L.A. County Department of Public Health, we haven't known the true extent of COVID-19 infections in our community because we have only tested people with symptoms. That's not how they run the math with the flu. They run the math with, we're just assuming 50,000 people died, so 50 million people had it, 0.1% death rate. That's what they should be doing with corona. That's what they end up doing with this study. And guess what the number ends up being? 0.1%, same as the flu. Tom, don't you dare disparage our mitigations, our self-quarantines, our Great Depression that we've thrown our country into, our social distancing. Don't you diminish or disparage that. I am diminishing it and I am disparaging it because it's all based in a lie. It's all based on the wrong formula for agendas to really usher in in the future end times prophecy. They're greasing the skids with you Christians for the end times falling away. I won't get too much into that today, but that's coming. We haven't known the true extent of COVID-19 infections in our community because we have only tested people with symptoms and the availability of tests has been limited, said the study's lead investigator and USC professor Sud in a statement. The estimates also suggest that we might have to recalibrate disease predictions, models, and rethink public health strategies. Uh, no kidding. No kidding. We're in a Great Depression. We might want to change our graphs into something accurate. We have yet to see an accurate, we have yet to see, outside of this study and a couple others, we've yet to see accurate data. Why? Because socialist governors, deep state hacks, are enjoying, enjoying this economic collapse, and they're mocking you Christians locked in your house, contrary to the word of God, and contrary to factual data. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. Hosea 4, 6. six. Here's the knowledge right here. Here's the knowledge. Are you going to reject it again? Monday's study echoes the findings of Stanford. Oh, there's another conservative institution. Stanford? Stanford? It echoes the same studies done by Stanford in a different county. So the numbers are the same no matter what. No matter how you do it, folks, if you run corona through the same formula that you run the flu, which is showing right here, they thought there was only 8,000 cases. Whoops, there was 240,000. You're like, Tom, doesn't that disprove your point that this is an apocalyptic pandemic? No, those are the same numbers as the flu. So if you're going to lock yourself in your home for this, then you've got to lock yourself in your home, in their home for the flu. Well, this is far more deadly, not according to the data. 
Don't let, don't, never let the facts get in the way of your narrative, though. Never let the facts get in the way of your narrative. Monday's study echoes the finding of Stanford researchers who came to, simil- to a similar conclusion last week after conducting antibody testing, which again, antibody testing, not overly scientific. I don't have to be a coronavirus expert, expert according to my critics. I can read a study. Can you? Can you? Or do you just run to your house and close your door and enjoy putting your mask on? I can read a study. Echoes the findings of Stanford researchers who came to a similar conclusion last week after conducting antibody testing further north in Santa Clara County. Again, antibody testing just means have you already had it? They do two two types of tests. They test to see whether you have it or have had it. Antibody testing is to see if you have had it. Stanford scientists estimate that between 48,000 and 81,000 people have been infected with the virus in the county. There was, this was Santa Clara County, not L.A. County. 48,000, 81,000 people had been infected. That's not, even a, that's not a large county. Had been infected with the virus in the county by early April. Listen now, a 50 to 85-fold increase in the number of publicly confirmed cases. Falling right back into the flu calculus, the flu formula. What they were doing was say, how many deaths did they have? Well, that they had they allegedly had eighty-one. Say they had a hundred deaths. What they were thinking was is that they had, you know, two thousand infections. So they divided one hundred by two thousand and ended up with a coronavirus sort of death rate. But what they were supposed to do was divide the deaths by 81,000, which I'll bet you right now, please find the deaths in Santa Clara Clara County. I'll bet you right now it's 0.1%. I'll bet you right now it is, just like LA, not a conservative bastion. Santa Clara County, not a conservative bastion. I'll bet you right now that it all ends ends up being 0.1%. Oh, Tom, you're you're a conspiracy theorist. I'm reading from liberal websites. Stanford University, L.A. County, USC. They're never going to invite me to come speak there. 50 to 85 fold increase in the number of publicly confirmed cases with 100 deaths projected. There was, I actually guessed it right. Say they had 100, 100 deaths. So what they should have been dividing the 100 deaths by was 81,000. Not by 4,000. That's what's going on. That's what's happening right now. If you go on the CDC website, they'll have, I don't know, 800,000 cases. And then they have 46,000 deaths. And what they're doing is dividing 46,000 deaths by 800,000. If they did it the way they did it with the flu, and these numbers are showing that they should, they should be dividing 46,000 by 50 million. And what do you end up with? 0.1%. That's what we've been doing for years. It's only changed for Corona. And all the Christians bought in. Soccer mom, quarantine mom of the year. Sitting at home, quarantine day 21. Sending out your Facebook memes. You're completely and totally foolish, uninformed, and ignorant. It's as simple as that. You may not like the names, but that's a fact. You're destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
With the deaths projected by April 22nd, that lends the fatality rate, lo and behold, 100 deaths divided by 81,000. Oh my gosh, Santa Clara County ends up with 0.12% death rate. Again, it's all, listen, I'm not paying homage to any of this stuff. See, now I wrote these up for you. I did this earlier and I'm going to do this brief, but I want you to see it. I want you to see how this actually works. What we got here is this is how you figure a death rate right here. This is how you figure it. You've got number of number of cases. You have number of deaths divided by number of cases. So the big deal right here is number of cases. That's a big deal. And they're going to try to moderate number of cases so that they'll make them high. They'll get them up to a million or something just so you're scared to death. But they'll keep the death rate. They're going to keep the deaths going up with their suspicious death accounting. But that's the simple calculus. Deaths, number of deaths divided by number of cases. Again, people will say, what are you, some kind of coronavirus expert? No, but I know ninth grade algebra. I know how to use my phone to use, as a calculator, and I know how to figure out percentages. That's not hard. So here we go. Here's how they do the flu, just so you know. This is how they do the flu. They have number, this is the big word right here. I hope you can see it. Probably can't, I don't know. This is number of presumed cases. That's how they do the calculus for the flu. They divide the true number of deaths, because obviously people die of the flu. They have the bodies. They divide that by the presumed number of deaths, not the reported number of deaths, not the verified number of, 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 I'm going to say it again because I just confused it. They divide the true number of deaths by the presumed number of cases, not the verified cases, not the actual cases, not the reported cases. They, they, they used presumed cases. So you'll end up with the flu. I'll go over it because I've got them all right here. So here's how they do the flu. Very specifically, here's how they do the flu right here. So what they do is they assume... They have 50,000 people. That's about what we have this year, right now, in the flu, for the flu. This past flu season, 40 to 50,000 people have died from the flu. So what they do for the formula is they take 50,000 people, this is how they do the flu, divided by 50 million, and those are presumed cases. And that equals what? A 0.1% death rate. That's the calculus for the flu. Why would we change it for Corona? Allegedly, Corona is far more contagious than the flu. So you would assume that the flu puts out 50 million, you should put out 100 million for Corona. Since it's allegedly so much more contagious, right? But we're not doing that. What we do for Corona is this. Here's, here, somehow, the CDC and everybody else has changed it. We no longer do presumed cases. We do reported or verified or hospitalized cases. That takes your numbers down as the LA County USC study says. It takes your numbers down basically 100%. I mean, not 100%. Times, it takes them down 75, 80 times. So here you go. This is what we do with Corona. Is we go like this. We've got... Number of reported cases, you have number of deaths, which again, 46,000, I would guess that we probably have somewhere in the 20s, but I'm not, I don't know that, but I'm just going to use their own math. 
So what we do is you got number of deaths divided by number of reported cases, right? So what we end up with is this. This is from the CDC website yesterday. This is what we. This is this is what you're hearing from all the liberal governors, Whitmer, Whitmer, Governor Northam, all the rest of them. And sadly, Republican governors too, and the president and the coronavirus task force. I love Trump. I'm voting for Trump because he's pro-life. But I'm not. His response to this has not been good. So here's how we're doing the calculus with Corona. This is what we're doing. Is we're using. Here's the number of deaths as of yesterday, 44,575, very suspect, but there it is. We're dividing that by reported cases. That's not what we do with the flu. With, with the flu, they're verified cases. With, with, I mean, with the flu, they're presumed cases. What we're doing with corona, I'm going to make sure I don't I'm throwing out the wrong words in the wrong spot, so let me start that thought over again. What we're doing with corona is you got the number of deaths, and they're being divided by the number of, of, of the number of reported cases, of verified cases. That is way different than what they do with the flu. What they do with the flu is presume cases. So these are verified cases, allegedly. But according to the LA study, you could times that by 75, 85, 100. That's what's really going on. And that would change the calculus greatly. So we're no longer doing the flu formula for corona. We've decided, our government has decided, and everybody else has decided to run a completely different formula. We have removed the word presumed and we've replaced it with the word reported. So now you have a far lower case number. So that jacks way up the death rate and there's your death rate, 5%. It's hovering, it hovers, depending on what day you run it, it hovers between 3 and 5%. If you're worried about me touching my face, I could care less, I mock that too. So here's the thing, that's, where, that's, where the, that's what they're doing. So let's run Corona the way that we've run every illness on the CDC website for at least the last decade, let's, and now suddenly have changed. There, there, there couldn't be any hidden motives behind the sudden change, could there be? So now uh, let's, let's run Corona the way you're supposed to run it. 44,575 deaths divided by not reported cases, presumed cases, just like they do with the flu. So if you divide the number of deaths by the number of presumed cases, which is now what they discovered in the LA County study and the Stanford study, you do it by presumed cases, not reported cases, because many people are being discovered to have already had it, never knew they had it, or had a small flu-like or cold-like, had flu-like or cold-like symptoms, got over it. So nobody even knows how many there are. Now, when they're running the antibody tests, they're finding out that a significant portion of the population, 410,000 people in LA County alone, that's just who they ran into in their study. So if we ran the corona numbers the way that you run the flu numbers, the way that we always have run the numbers, here's what you do. 44,575 deaths divided by, I'll make it a a moderate flu season, 45 million presumed cases, because that's how they do the flu. Lo and behold, what does the death rate end up being? If you run the calculus the same, you run the same formula, it ends up being 0.1% post-infection death rate. 
I want to reiterate that to everybody. It's not 0.1% of the population is going to die of corona. 0.1% of the people infected with corona. Hence the reason why they're running around these cities, running antibody tests and finding people who never knew they had it. It's not deadly even if you catch it. Tom, you're mocking the dead. I'm not mocking the dead any more than you mock the flu dead every season. You've never locked down for the flu. You've never done anything. You never, you never crashed the economy for the flu. You've never worn a mask for the flu. You're the one who mocks the dead. If I'm mocking the dead, I've mocked the dead in 2020. You mocked the dead from 2010 to 2020, bare minimum according to CDC statistics. So here's, here's the L.A. County thing. I, I, just so you know, because I, I keep citing that study. So here's the L.A. County. This is how they, how they, this is how they were running it before they did the study. And they found out that corona actually has a 0.1% death rate. This is how they ran their study. Here's how many deaths they had, 600. And they had 14,000 confirmed cases. They're supposed to be running it. If they run it according to the flu formula, they're supposed to be using presumed cases. But they did confirmed cases, reported cases. And the death rate ends up at being 4%. Now, according to their study, this is how they were supposed to do it. Here's how you're supposed to do it. You had 600 deaths, but whoops, we found out there's 440,000 people that have actually already had the coronavirus. So it's 442,000 presumed cases. That's the correct way to do it. So what do you end up with? Lo and behold, all that mystery again, 0.1% death rate. And I can guarantee you this. If you ran the numbers accurately in New York City, it's 0.1%. If you, listen now, if you ran the numbers accurately in New Jersey, it's 0.1%. It's the way that it is. Can't find the accurate, not accurate numbers for New York. They won't let, that's not on their, on their health department website. I wonder why that is. Only state I've seen. All right, so let's look at another concept here. California versus New York. This is all under the umbrella of herd immunity. Herd immunity. California versus New York. Here's, a, here's, a, here's an article about that. COVID-19 hoax update. Do you wonder why California only has 559 COVID-19 deaths compared to 7,067 deaths in New York? That was, you know, a week or two ago. And by the way, it probably is that number, but they jacked up their rates 17% overnight. But anyway, researchers at Stanford School of Medicine suspect it's because California already developed herd immunity to the virus. They're now conducting a study, the study that I just talked about, to to find this out. Makes sense. California is China's number one tourist destination in the United States. About 7,000 arrivals from China to California per day before the travel ban. It's highly likely COVID-19 has been kicking around California since October or November. Most people just thought it was a cold or a seasonal flu, and they actually had a record number of flus came out. Because you not only have the flu, then you have a novel virus come in, so it doubles your flu rate. But that's all that it is, folks. That's all that it is. You catch it, you got 0.1% chance of dying from it. Which don't, we don't need an economic lockdown to deal with this. The elderly and frail can hide out for four to six weeks or so while the rest of the population develops herd immunity. Sweden, another article entitled Sweden Gets It. 
Herd immunity develops after 70% of the population contract the virus. Building herd immunity is how Sweden is dealing with this virus. No lockdown in Sweden. Bars, restaurants, and schools are all open. Sweden is doing fine, doing better than the than England, France, Italy, or Spain, or Switzerland. Building immunity. Herd immunity is the only way to get rid of the virus. Did everybody hear that? It's the only way to get rid of it. Barricading yourself in your home and wearing masks, you're only prolonging the inevitable second wave because nobody's building herd immunity. The lockdown was never designed to reduce the number of infections, only spread them out over time so as not to overwhelm hospitals and ICUs with a 5% or so of those who have COVID-19 who are critically ill. 5% get critically ill allegedly turns out we have plenty of icu beds and plenty of ventilators so no need for an economic lockdown so forth and so on so sweden's doing it right this is from a, a dr newt witkowski phd from the Rock, rockefeller university witkowski said the first big mistake was closing the schools the, now tom you, you're not an epidemiologist well, who died and made you a coronavirus expert i'm reading from the experts i can read an article said the, the, big, the first big mistake was closing the doors. If they had been left open, it would have gone through the children and, who are least affected by the virus and their parents who also have low impacts from it. That's a big way towards herd immunity of 60 to 70%. And the people who are vulnerable to it should stay away from children for the duration, which is a few months. Typical flu season, right? So we always tell people. He said the threat continues to be far more to be for the elderly and for those with underlying health conditions, something we've known almost from the beginning. In a way, he said, it is just like all the previous respiratory viruses. They all differ, some in both contagiousness and fatality rate, but the similarities are strong. Here's the key. Witkowski said the shutdown probably did not slow the spread because herd immunity would have started kicking in now or, or soon or has been the case in the previous coronavirus outbreaks. However, by truncating or shortening the opportunity for herd immunity, we have set ourselves up for the feared second wave, something that did not happen in previous coronavirus uh, outbreaks because we did not prevent herd immunity with a shutdown. Dr. John, here we go, Dr. John A. Lake, 41720 from Spiked website. Dr. John A. Lee, John A. Lee, if I said John Lake, <laughs> I meant John A. Lee. John A. Lee, a recently retired professor of pathology, he might know what he's talking about, and consultant pathologist, has repeatedly called for a critical and dispassionate examination of evidence in relation to COVID-19, raising questions about the government and its advisors' interpretation of the data. For example, we are currently in lockdown for two reasons. One, this is the doctor saying it. One is that the initial figure suggested that we are dealing with a highly, very highly virulent disease. The World Health Organization initially suggested the case fatality rate the, would, would be 3.4%. This is a very high number, which would have caused a huge number of deaths. But as we have gradually more and more data coming in, these percentages have been falling. In many examples, more complete data are now suggesting case fatality rates of 0.4%. My guess is that it will end up between 0.5, and here it comes again, 0.1%. Why are you at home? <laughs> Why? Why are you at home? Why? What, what are you quarantining yourself from? 0.1%. 
and probably nearer to the lower end. <laughs> so if the disease isn't as virulent as was originally thought, the number of deaths will be correspondingly lower. There you go. So if you sum up, if you sum this up, you have, let's use England and Sweden. England has a crashed economy, more deaths, and no herd immunity, and a second wave on the way. What does Sweden have that didn't do a lockdown? They have perfect economy, less deaths than people who did a lockdown. Now they have herd immunity and no second wave. What have we chosen in America? We chose England. Sad deal. Sad deal. Sad deal for a lot of people. I mean, we're going to go over those stats. Now, here's the deal. The L.A. County USC study coupled with the Stanford study should be worldwide headline news it should be worldwide headline news it was leaked right there in the white house press briefing uh you know right before the right before the press briefing on the hot mic it was leaked but it didn't it it, it gained no traction why because it doesn't fit a communist socialist totalitarian tyrannical draconian response it doesn't it doesn't fit that narrative i mean do you think that gretchen whitmer Governor of Michigan wants to open her state. She's loving every minute of this sitting on her throne. You shall buy no seeds. You shall not buy a TV stand, even though you can. I determine you can buy a TV, but not a TV stand. You cannot buy any fruit trees. You cannot cross the street to go see your neighbor. Do you think she wants to give up that power? You think Governor Nawatham wants to give up that power? absolutely not they love every minute this should have been the the stanford study one week later verified by the la county usc study verified by the entire country of sweden this should have been worldwide news it should have been out it should have been almost like the end of a war on 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 the newspaper headlines it was all we were totally duped it's all been a hoax it should have been worldwide news. Why wasn't it? It should have stopped right there. That study should have stopped all the totalitarianism, all the draconian, tyrannical measures. It should have stopped them all, but it didn't do anything. Christians, why aren't you speaking out? Conservatives, why aren't you speaking? I know some of you are. I know people, I'm preaching to the choir right now. Like and share this as much as you can, even if people don't want to hear it. So what will it take? You know, I... One thing is, I've done a lot of stuff that I've already done before, just to set the precedent for this. This is all new from this point on. What will it take to wake you up? What would it take to wake people up? I mean, it's just been proven that the death rate for coronavirus post-infection is 0.1%. So if you caught it, you have a 0.1% chance of dying from it. Not 99, you have a 99.9% chance of surviving from it. So it's just been proven that's the case. So what will it take to wake you up? That, that's not waking you up. That's not waking up. All of my own people from my own church. Are you going to come to church now on Sunday? You're allowed to. It's essential. I think it's an absolute travesty that any of you would allow anybody to deem to you what is essential or not but since you have you come to church now you have a 0.1 percent chance 
if you've ever caught it, of dying from it. So it's just, why aren't you, are you going to be here Sunday? And, I, and I'm speaking figuratively also for other pastors who have, had, who have had the courage to keep their churches open, which are few and far between, which I'll deal with in a minute. Are you going to come to church this Sunday? It's just been proven. The science is in. You've been duped. Are you going to admit it? Are you going to be, oh, no, if I come to church, they're all going to, you know, Tom's going to think that, you know, that I'm admitting that I'm wrong. Well, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. What's it going to take to wake you up then? I guess that didn't weigh 25 million lost jobs. It's actually 26 million today. 26 million Americans have lost their jobs. We're at, we're at Great Depression levels right now. Great Depression uh, unemployment rate was 24.1%. We're there now. We're there now. And we're projected to go up to 47% unemployment. No, that correction. 34% unemployment with 47 million people have lost their jobs. So we're projected to go 10% above the Great Depression in the next quarter, in this quarter, at the end of this quarter. This isn't going to wake you up. 25 million people lost their jobs. How about 25 trillion in debt? We're $25 trillion in debt. Not going to wake you up because the stimulus package just added $2 trillion to it. The stimulus, people are always saying, the coronavirus caused this and the coronavirus caused The coronavirus hasn't caused anything. The response to the coronavirus has caused the United States of America to be in a great depression. That's where we are. A great depression. The Fed, how about this? Will this wake you up? The Fed is buying $625 billion of all of, of corporate debt, of all sorts of debt every week. $625 billion worth of debt, the Fed is. Why? Because, look at me, the country's bankrupt, folks. There's no taxes coming in. Nobody's conducting business. Everybody's, everyone's going bankrupt. So the Fed's coming in and buying their debt for them to keep them afloat for now until the, de- until the Federal Reserve's Uh, money becomes worthless because they're printing that money that's 625 billion dollars a week they're spending to bail out america is printed money it's really worthless the federal how about this the federal reserve is purchasing 200 billion dollars per month of mortgage assets because people are defaulting the banks are defaulting on their mortgages fannie mae freddie mac are also that's the federal government side is defaulting on their mortgages so the fed is coming in printing money and buying failing mortgages just what they call distressed mortgages how about this all right i just alluded to this the coronavirus outbreak this is from an article i put this is from this is here's another bastion of conservatism the new york times this is what they wrote So it's worse than this. I guarantee you, it's worse. The coronavirus outbreak could cost 47 million jobs this quarter, according to estimates by the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. That would translate to an unemployment rate of 32.1%. I was off by two, 8% above the Great Depression, well above the 24.9% rate during the Great Depression. Moody's analysts are forecasting that 45 million jobs could be at risk, including three-quarters of workers in the hospitality and construction industries. And by the way, hospitals are closing down too, folks. Closing down. And is this going to wake you up? 
Anything at all? You think you just you you, you think people are calling for you? Know, we just need to stay quarantined for the rest of the year. There won't be a country left. There will be nothing left. You think this is never coming for to, this is never coming for you? You think this this the store shelves are always going to be full? They can't if they're not making money. If you end up with hyperinflation, you end up with where it costs four hundred seventy-five thousand dollars for a can of soup. That's where we're headed. That's what happens when you're printing money. When you print worthless money, it devalues all of your money in your savings account. They're doing that every week. I don't understand why you're still at home. This, this, this should prompt you into the realm of reality. Our debt, for the first time since World War II, now exceeds our gross domestic product. Our debt does. Our national debt. Understand, we have a yearly deficit and we have a national debt. Our national debt of $25 trillion dwarfs what's gross domestic product. That means the, basically the value of all that we produce in the country, gross domestic product, which is about $20 trillion. That's what we produce every year. So when we pay in taxes, that's what we produce every year. Our debt is now $5 trillion more than that. First time since World War II. You ready to come out? Ready to pull your masky off? 0.1% proven. The budget deficit, that's the yearly deficit, is 3.8 trillion. What does that mean? A lot of people don't know. They're destroyed for lack of knowledge. So that's what I'm here for. It's 3.8 trillion over what is brought in. So we bring in $4 trillion a year in taxes. And this year, we will spend $7.8 trillion. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's never coming for you. Don't worry. Just, just, you know what? Just, just cook some more brownies today and take pictures of them and put quarantine day 21 on there. You'll be all right. Don't worry. How about this? U.S. oil prices. This is from Fox Business. Jonathan Garber, from three days ago, U.S. oil prices plummeted in historic fashion on Monday, crashing below zero as traders unloaded positions ahead of May's contracts, con contracted Tuesday expiration. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil Futures for May delivery catered by 305%. And we're doing this for a what? What are we doing this for? Tell me. Go ahead. What, what are we doing this for? 0.1%. The same as the flu. We never do this for the flu. 305% plummet for 0.1%. By 305% to negative 3673. They're having to pay people to take their oil because nobody, they have nowhere to put it. At a price below zero, buyers would be, would be paid to take delivery as there, there are costs associated with transportation insurance. The selling had WTI, the West Texas Intermediate Crude, Crude Company, West Texas Intermediate, on track to close at its lowest level since record-keeping began in March of 1983, according to the Dow Jones market rate. So West Texas Intermediate Crude Company is closing at the lowest ever recorded but don't you worry don't you worry 
Just go out and splash around in your pool. Hey, look at look at the new things we're doing. We, uh, we're not allowed to go to the gym because our commissars have told us that we're not allowed to go to the gym. So we've filled buckets full of sand and we're out in the garage doing upright rows. Look at it, take some pictures. Quarantine day 14. World's burning. World is burning. It's burning up. You're, you, you that are sitting in your homes quarantined, you're like the band that was playing on the deck of the Titanic. Yeah, just playing away. They don't, they don't even know they're going, you're going down. We all are. This will come for you. You, you. you think oil prices have plummeted for, you think it's good? People are rejoicing about it. Look at me. Oil companies are going bankrupt. Bankrupt. See, I was telling my son this on the way here. It's like this. If you're flying a plane, you shut the, shut the jets off, shut the engines off. You're plummeting, right? That's what we've done in our economy. Shut the engines off. We're plummeting, and everybody thinks that you're just going to turn the engines back on. And you're suddenly, well, there's a lot of timing too. You can turn the engines back on 10 feet from the ground, 20 feet from the ground, 100 feet from the ground, 1,000 feet from the ground, you're still going to hit. And you're assuming they're all going to come right back on the way that they're supposed to instantly. Not necessarily. There's businesses that are going out that are never coming back. And you know why it is? Let me be blunt. You know why it is? Because of you, if you bought in. If you're someone like me, I haven't bought, I've never worn a mask. I have never quarantined. I'm defying the governor's orders. I've, I've never quarantined. I go out whenever I want, whenever I want, for whatever I want, because I have constitutional rights. Uh, I've never shut my church. I pastor Foundation Church right here, here in Inglewood. Everybody's invited. If you, I don't know, you know, it's about an hour and a half from Tampa, hour and a half from Fort Myers. Your church is closed. Come, pack it out. Come on, pack it out this Sunday. Pack it out. I don't care what they think. They've all been lying to you from the beginning, telling you that it's a 3% death rate. It's 0.1, 0.1. You're like, Tom, I'm tired of hearing 0.1. Get ready, you're gonna hear a lot more. How about food lines everywhere? Is that gonna wake you up? There's people in America in food lines who used to have jobs. Most of you don't know somebody who had the corona. Unless, listen, don't, don't be telling me about your friend of your friend of your friend on Facebook. I'm talking about your legitimate, real friends. Most of you do not know anybody who's had COVID-19, but you do know somebody who's lost their job, haven't you? Don't you? Don't you? Food lines aren't gonna wake you up. When Nancy Pelosi celebrates her uh, freezer full of expensive ice cream, and you have hundreds or thousands of Californians in food lines. See, here's the deal, folks. We need to open up now. Not tomorrow, not five days from now, not May 1st, now. Now. We need to open up now. Not step one, not step two, not gradually, not with social distance requiring requirements. Oh, I heard the commissar said we can go back to the gym now, but you have to stay social distance. Not with any of that. Listen, look, look at me. I, I, I show social distancing zero respect. I won't listen. If someone tells me to get away from them, I'll get away from them because that's their right. 
But I don't care. I mean, I don't care who handshakes me, hugs me. I don't care about any of that stuff. No respect. We need to open up now. Just let people back. There needs to be no more homage and no more acquiescence to these things. No more respect, no more validation, no more respect to quarantines, no more respect to lockdowns, no more respect to, fa- to, to people wearing their masks. And here's, here's one that'll bother people. I'm not, res- I, I, I understand that people have died. But you're not going to throw that in my face either. Well, people have died. You're not respecting that. You don't respect it at all yourself. You never have until now. You've never respected anything. What you're, what you're saying is that you're willing to stay home to save a life. That's, that's what you're saying, right? Then you can never drive again. And you cannot leave your house during the flu season. If that's where you're at. If you're like, you know what? To save one life, I'll do anything. Then that's how you need to live your life. As I said earlier in the week, let your yes be yes and your no be no. It's a 1% death rate. Listen, the jig is up. The fraud has been discovered. We need to open up yesterday. Not gradually, not step one, step two, not according to the coronavirus task force. Trump is out there ripping the, the governor of Georgia. And listen, I've not always been a big fan of the governor of Georgia. But in this, time, this, place, in this specific incident, incidents, I am his fan. And I'm against Donald Trump. Donald Trump is wrong. Georgia needs to open up. Guess why? They're going bankrupt. Trump just wants to keep printing money. Again, I'm voting for him. Don't, don't send, I'm, you know, my computer's probably lighting up right now if it was actually working. Don't send me, Trump knows what he's doing, Trump this, Trump that. I know that he has a grasp of things to a degree. But you don't go ripping a governor who's opened up a state. He is wrong. While you're sitting there printing up money and sending people out $1,200 checks that really, if we really, really got down to the bottom line, aren't worth anything. The hoax has been exposed. Masks need to come off now. You don't wear a mask for something that has a post a 0.1% post-infection death rate. You don't wear a mask. You don't social distance. You don't quarantine. You don't lock down for that. I show no reverence, to, uh, no respect, no validation, no homage to any of those things, I do not appreciate you quarantining yourself. Somebody sent me something on my on Facebook, and listen, I want to want to tell everybody this. Send me your information that's on that you get on Facebook. This the whole thing is the dangerous thing. I've learned this in church is whenever you open up the door to somebody giving you information as a Christian leader. And I'm just I'm not some big name Christian leader. I pastor a small church down here in Inglewood, Florida, of 200 people. But whenever you do open the door and you don't accept their information, or maybe I don't read it on the podcast, they get insulted. Well, just don't get insulted. Send me the information. I'm very interested. I read almost everything that gets sent to me. I save it and read it. I use it. I'm using some of your information right now, so keep sending it to me. Just don't get insulted if I don't use it. That's what all Christians always do that. Hey, Pastor, you ever thought about preaching that? Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate your input on that. Well, he didn't preach it four months after I said it, so now I'm offended and leave the church. 
That's the mentality of all the people that are quarantining themselves right now. That's how mentally weak you are. I don't pay any homage or any respect to any of the measures that have been taken, any of the mitigation. I'm not going to honor them at all. Christians, it's coming down. Uh, you know, I, like, I address Christians and I address conservatives. Liberals, I hope that you change. I do, but Christians and conservatives, you should already know better. Christians, it's coming down. Again, what is it going to take for you to wake up? What's it going to take? Listen, I, I, I've known people that have attended my church and you know, we are an absolute word of faith church. I mean, and that carries some sort of negative connotations to some people or whatever. What I mean by that is what the word says is what I believe. If it's bound, it's bound. It's loose, it's loose. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. That's where I stand. So I'm asking to the Christians, and there's people that have come and blown, all, blown that off and are out wearing masks right now and rubber gloves. I pay no homage to your rubber gloves and to your mask. I show you no respect for that. I think it's weak. I think it's pathetic. 0.1%. I, I would get it if it was the bubonic plague which killed everybody it touched. This is 0.1%. You've been hoaxed. And you don't want to admit it because there's too much to lose. If you admit it, you'll look foolish. Christians, it's coming down to what's it, what's it going to take to wake you up? Conservatives, what is, it gonna, what is it going to take to wake you up? It's coming down for the Christians to Proverbs 16, 18, which I quoted earlier. Pride. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. You don't want to, Christians, you don't want to admit that you're wrong. The L.A. County, USC, Stanford, and the entire country of Sweden have proven you wrong. You never should have lied. You're not saving lives. You're, by quarantining yourselves, you are doing nothing. You're doing nothing. If anything, you're actually causing a second wave because there's no herd immunity. Everybody's run from it instead of fought it. And now there's no herd immunity, so be ready for a second wave. And, you, and, and for those of you that are so concerned about carrying it around, you actually have made yourself a living Petri dish for the second wave because you won't know you had it then. And before they do the draconian measures again that you'll grab your ankles for and do again, you'll have given it to the 81-year-old that you're afraid of giving it to. You don't want to admit you're wrong. Admit it. You have too much to lose. Too much to lose. I'll lose the world's respect. Who cares? And I know, I, listen, I know there's nobody in the world except for a very small percentage that respects what I'm saying or respects me as a person. I know that. They hung Jesus on a cross. How much did they respect him? The most demeaning death there could be. Buck naked on a cross with spikes going through your hands and feet. That you want to be respected from the world. You want, you want your, your uh, societally accepted friends to think highly of you. Woe to you when all men speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false, false prophets. You should be radical enough to the, the, not weird or anything like that. I'm just saying you should be radical enough to, for them to know, you know what, they are a little bit overboard for me. That should be you. But you want to be accepted by your worldly friends. You're scared of the world's rejection. That's why you have pride that's going before destruction. For pastors, you're afraid to lose your congregation. You're afraid to lose it. Either you know the truth and you're paying homage 
to the lies of masks and online services and social distancing and self-quarantining and in this together, alone together, you're paying homage to all of it. You know better, some of you. Some of you are just the same as all the people that are quarantining in your church. You're scared to death of a virus with a 0.1% chance of killing you post-infection. You bought in. You're afraid to lose your congregation. If I don't show that I'm a reasonable Christian, that I'm a community partner, that, I, that I'm a, you know, I, I love the people who say, you know, yes, I know the word of God, but he also gave us a brain. So your brain trumps the word of God. Your, your, your brain, your wisdom, I want to be a wisdom-minded Christian. Your wisdom trumps the sword of the Holy Spirit. Your wisdom trumps What's bound, what's, what's bound is bound. What loose, what's loosed is loose. Your wisdom trumps that? The word of God says that whatever is born of God overcomes the world and you think that you're vulnerable to a disease? Get my rubber gloves on. Get my mask on. You're a pastor of a church. I recently heard a pastor say, you know, typical, just government commissar propaganda say you know things are going to be maybe different when we come back people may be in our services with masks on i might be wearing a mask you pansy the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart that's hebrews 4 12 and pastor that last line was for you discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart if you going back to your service with a mask on you are defying the word of god because all you need to do is bind that thing in jesus name you pansy you're afraid you're afraid i'm talking to the church i'm talking to christians you're afraid to admit that you're wrong because there's too much to lose you'll look foolish you'll lose respect for do I now persuade men or God or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Galatians 1.10. This whole controversy may have cost me, I don't know how many people attending this church and how many friends. And here's the thing. I love them, but I don't care. I'd rather, I, you know what I'm supposed to do? I'm not supposed to try to offend and I'm not supposed to try to please. What am I supposed to do? 2 Timothy 4.2 preach the word be instant you don't graduate it you'll gradually do it be instant in season out of season reproving rebuking exhorting with all long-suffering doctrine that's what's supposed to be happening and the churches aren't doing it there's a few outposts of freedom out there a few jonathan shuttlesworth rodney howard brown another a, a guy that i'm getting to know on facebook damon johnson there's a few outposts of freedom but there aren't many there's a couple locally, I don't want to name them because I don't want them to suffer any of the consequences that they may not want to suffer. For me, I don't care. Crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me in the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's where I stand, Galatians 2.20. See, Christians, you didn't obey or follow the word of God and you know it. Because, you know why? Because you are Lord. If you're wearing a mask and quarantining yourself and wearing rubber gloves and buying into the draconian response to this disaster, no, it's not a disaster. The response is the disaster. Then you are Lord. 
You, you, all you need to do is study the word to show yourself approved. Study the word. 2 Timothy 2.15. You should have studied the word. Oh, there's, a, there's another H1N1 out there. Same, same exact statistics. What should I do? Well, Matthew 16, 19 says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. That's what I'll do. Done. Don't ever have to worry about it again. I'm going about my business, going out to eat, going to church, standing next to people, hugging people, whatever it may be. Don't have to worry about it. That's how I'm living. I don't have a plan B. I'm not Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the word of God, John chapter one, verse one. So the Bible is Lord, the word of God. Jesus is Lord. Not for you. You're Lord. You are. Well, we're in the world, you know, so we, we are vulnerable to its, you know, various diseases and ups and downs and economic collapses. No, you're not. No, you're not. First John chapter 5, verse 4 says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. You're not vulnerable. But since you're Lord, you are. And you don't want to admit you're wrong because you have too much to lose. You're afraid that somebody like me will send you a message saying, I was right and you're wrong. I'd send you nothing. Everybody's welcome back to the church. I won't say a word to you about it. You may hear something from the pulpit. I don't know. I'm not making any promises on that. I'm not going up to you and saying I was right and you were wrong. I could care less about anything. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to validate myself. I just live the word of God. My church was never going to close. If the, if the governor came out the day, two days after Rodney Howard Brown was arrested, if he came out and said churches were non-essential, we were open that Sunday. It's simple as that. See, Christians, right now you're being destroyed for lack of knowledge or because you're rejecting knowledge. One of those two. One of those two. See, I have no respect, no validation, no homage to these terms. Here's some, I wrote some terms down here. These are the terms that are floating around. And here's the thing. Why I did this was because there's so many Christians out there that they write one thing on Facebook and then contradict themselves two posts later. You know, I saw one from a friend of mine who was put on that she went to a, puts out all sorts of, you know, this government conspiratorial stuff and anti-coronavirus response stuff and then put out that she was at a party and she put out properly social distance of course and she was serious i pay no homage to any of that i don't social distance anywhere ever why 0.1 percent death rate 0.1 death rate 0.1 death rate i pay no homage to these are uncertain times these are difficult times stay at home save lives together alive together alone this is not the flu. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is. I've, I've even heard people I respected say that they've never compared it to the flu. I am. I compare it to the flu. I compare it to the flu. I have the stats right here. Here's the stats from all the states. You know how many states have a higher flu rate? Have a higher coronavirus rate than flu this year? New Jersey and New York, and you can't trust their numbers. Everybody else, literally, I mean... Just as an example, how many, how many uh, coronavirus deaths in Texas? 318. How many from the flu? 3,516. Let's use California. 767 deaths from, the, from COVID-19. How many from the flu? 
6,917. Let's use Florida, 571 coronavirus deaths. How many flu deaths? 3,091. Ohio, coronavirus deaths, 325. How many from the flu this year? This is all this year, folks. How many from the flu? Uh, 2,385. Tennessee, which has had extreme draconian measures, sadly, for a red state. How many coronavirus deaths? 124. How many flu deaths? 1,646. I could go on and on and on and on. They all read like that. They all read like that. One more time. They all read like that. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject you. Don't let it be you. I I pay no homage to any of this stuff. I don't respect people that are wearing masks. I don't, re- I don't respect the terminology, you know, together alone. I, none of it at all. No acceptance at all. None whatsoever. And here's the thing too. I see Christians come out. I'm so glad that they're opening up this. And I'm so glad that they're opening up that. You should be enraged. But you've been duped. And now you're speaking their language. You're speaking, the, oh, Thank you, Governor, for deeming my particular area essential. Thank you, Commissar. Yavo, ya Commandant. Thank you for, you know, there's areas in my life that I want to deem essential. Thank you, Governor Whitmer. Thank you so much for giving me my constitutional rights back that you stole. Thank you so I'm not paying homage to any of that stuff. I'm not saying thank you. Thank you for what? Returning my stolen constitutional rights? It's like say, that's like thanking somebody who brings back your car after they stole it. This is what they'll let us go, you know, let us do. Oh, I'm so glad they're opening up the gyms, properly social distance, of course. No, no, to any of that garbage. No, no homage, no respect, no validation. No validation for anything or anybody, not for, and not for one of the draconian measures. Not one. Well, you, know, you don't think it was good that uh, we social distanced and uh, you don't think that it... No, you killed off herd immunity. I have no respect for you. You don't think, Tom, that it's good that we're wearing masks around looking like buffoons and you know, we've somehow flattened the curve? No. You have a 0.1% death rate. You look like an idiot wearing your mask. And what all you've done is caused herd immunity to not take place. Congratulations. That's all you've done. You've done nothing except probably kill people. That's all you've done. You, you, think you're out, you think you're the one saving people. No, no, you're not. You're doing the opposite. This should have been let go just like the flu. Let people, get, most people catch it, don't even know they have it. 70 to 80% never know they have it. And they go and they give it to other people who 78, 80% don't never know they have it or have very mild symptoms. That's the way it is everywhere, by the way. If you actually decide to be informed and look into the statistics, everywhere it's like that. Hardly anybody knows they have it. 95% of the cases are, are mild. That's what should have been done. And you're the ones that have caused it not to happen. You're the, you're the ones who have stopped herd immunity. Congratulations. Now you're going to get coronavirus round two. I hope you don't. I really do. I hope we don't ever see it again. Good luck with that. No validation for anything or anybody, anybody that, that took part in the draconian 
tyrannical response, the unconstitutional response. No validation for ignorant, ill-informed responses to this. No validation for the completely ignorant rhetoric that's been going on. Remember, 0.1% death rate, same as the flu. Governor DeSantis recently put this out in a press conference. This was on Tuesday, two days ago. That according to predictions, this is the people that everybody ran to their houses listening to, shut down their businesses and crashed a $5 trillion economy. Listening to these experts, this is what the governor said, Governor DeSantis of Florida, that according to predictions, we would need 465,000 hospital beds. Remember those? Do you remember them? Do you notice how they haven't happened? And so a friend of mine recently sent me a Facebook a message on Facebook. Florida should be leading. We, we shut down late and we have the oldest population probably in the nation. We should be leading in deaths. But we're not. You know why? Because the data was all wrong. They're running the formula all wrong. But don't let that get in the way of your narrative. I know that soccer mom quarantine mom of the year. I know that you've got a lot of, you know, walks to take today and take pictures of yourself and your persecution from having to be home quarantining yourself. You know, and you're going to go bake cookies later on, take pictures. Don't let these facts get in the way of that. You know, don't. Don't worry. Public Walmart will always be there for you with the mark of the beast. But that's for another another podcast later. But Governor DeSantis recently said that according to predictions, we would need 465,000 hospital beds on this date. That's 421. That's what the model said. Remember when you were all believing that? Remember that? We're going to need 500,000 hospital beds. A million people in the state of Florida are going to die. 22 million people live here. Here's here's what happened. So we were supposed to need 465,000 beds in Florida on 421 two days ago. So two days ago, how many people were in the hospital in the state of Florida with COVID-19? Ready? 2,000. Whoops. This isn't waking you up, though, is it? So for, for those that already know, this is nothing for you, I know. But for those that are watching this and you're all mad, this isn't waking you up, is it? It's amazing to me how pure data bounces right off of your, I'm trying to remember how Dan Bongino says it, your, your metal encased skull. It's amazing to me. I'm just giving you data and you're rejecting it, right? I mean, what's the matter with you? We're supposed to have 465,000 people in the hospital on this date. And by the way, that's with, that's including with mitigations, your quarantining and your mask wearing. And what do we have? 2,000. Don't, don't worry, that's only uh, 463,000 off. Pastors who closed your churches, and I'm pretty tough on this. I'm including, I mean, I'm, I, I'm including drive-in services too. Sorry, I am. The pastors who closed your services, closed your church, I show you no validation. I show you no respect. You bought in. You grabbed your ankles. You jumped on the lap of government and you did what you were told to do. You did what your commissar told you to do. 
No respect, no validation. I have no respect and no validation for governors that caved, for the president who caved. And here's the deal too. Look and see the shirt I'm wearing. I was a cop for 25 years, just retired two and a half years ago. Right here, Sarasota County, Florida. You can look it up, Tom Lipley, Sarasota County Deputy Sheriff. It's all over various things I've done that's on the internet. So look it up, you don't believe me. I have no respect and no validations for cops that are arresting innocent people. This would be it. I ain't going, I'm not, I ain't going to no uh, park somewhere and arresting a mother playing on a playground with her child. I don't care what the governor said. That would be the end of my law enforcement career. They could either suspend me or fire me, but that would be the end of it. I'm not violating people's constitutional rights in support of a governor's mandate that violates people's constitutional rights. You're arresting them based on an unconstitutional law. And boy, there's lawsuits coming, coming for cops, coming for chiefs of police, coming, coming for county commissions, coming for governors. They know it's coming. I just want to say to the Hillsborough County deputies, well, it was really the Hillsborough County sheriff, what are you doing? There are Hernando County deputies that went and arrested Rodney Howard Brown on a warrant out of Hillsborough County. Why did, you, why did you pay homage to that warrant? Why did you validate that warrant? You should have just taken that warrant and said, you know what, we'll talk about it in 10 years from now or something. Instead, you went there the day, basically the day they issued, day after they issued it, maybe the day of, I don't know, but the day of, or the day after they issued it, you were there at Rodney Howard Brown's doorstep arresting him. Hernando County deputies, what were you thinking? I show no homage to people who caved. You're like, man, you are hitting Trump hard today. Yeah, I am hitting Trump hard. Disappointed. Disappointed. Listen, if you're pro-life, I'm voting for you, but I'm disappointed. And do I think he knows things that he doesn't let on that he knows? Yes, I do. So don't send me all those messages. I know, I know. I think he knows a lot, but I think that he's, he's doing what it takes to be reelected. I think he would have been better off doing a Sweden. He would have been better off. He wouldn't, have, he wouldn't be having to answer all these ridiculously stupid questions and bowing to the whims of these idiotic, totalitarian, democratic governors. Here it goes. I'll sum it up with this. Man, been on for a long time. You guys want me to keep going? <laughs> social distancing quarantines lockdowns cancellations of anything wearing masks 30 percent unemployment 2.2 trillion dollar stimulus package the second great depression that's what we're in right now bankrupted businesses should never have happened not one of them ever some of you well we should have done these things at the beginning no you shouldn't have never there's never there was never the science there's never the science to spend one second social distancing. There was never the science. People were always like, follow the science. They call Trump a science denier. There was never the science that says quarantine yourselves. There was never the science that validated canceling, canceling the baseball season. There was never any science that validates anything that people are, people are still absolutely out of their minds right now. Right now, out of their minds, still. I have so much to go over, but I'll finish with this. I'm gonna go on a litany of things. I'm gonna read them fast because I'm at an hour and 26 minutes already. So I'm gonna go fast. Hopefully fast, because I wanna get this out. I titled this, I pulled this out of my tyranny, arrests, and corruption file. Ready? 
I just want to go around the country. Tom's River, New Jersey. I'm reading this out of Shore News Network from 41820. A law in Trenton is being pushed through. This is, this is just five days ago. This is 0.1%. A law in Trenton is being pushed through that would fine New Jersey residents up to $10,000 for violating Governor Phil Murphy, who is a socialist totalitarian, executive orders, and it's not the Democrats who are pushing to increase the penalties. It's the local Republican officials here at the Jersey Shore that are calling for it. In essence, many petty crimes will have less stiff penalties than a dad taking his little girl to the park to play catch on a warm spring day. Continuing in New Jersey. Well, here, I'll run the, let, me, let me run these stats for you real quick. Wuhan virus statistical comparison of Democrat versus Republican controlled states. This is uh, Democrat controlled New York, New Jersey. Maine, Pennsylvania, California, Michigan, Illinois, Louisiana, Connecticut, Maryland. They have a total population of 104 million. How many cases do they have? 571,000. Deaths, 34,000. Republican-controlled states of Texas, Florida, Ohio, Arizona, Tennessee, Indiana, Montana, South Carolina, Alabama, and Oklahoma. Population basically the same. 103,000. How many deaths? How many cases? The Democrats had 571,000 Republican-controlled states, 97,000. The Democrat-controlled states had 34,000 deaths. The Republican-controlled states have 2,000 controlled deaths. And many of you Christians, you're following the Democrats around. If you ask to side, your philosophies way more line up with the Democrats than you do Republicans and definitely conservative Christians like me. From Todd Starnes, 421.20, a New Jersey pastor who said police broke, uh, broke up his outdoor sermon last weekend due to state orders told the Todd Starnes radio show on Tuesday that, would, that, that what surprised him most was the number of people willing to report him to the police. What's going on with New Jersey? Holy moly. Onward. In our t- tyranny, arrest, and corruption file. Tucker Carlson, press Democratic governor of New Jersey. There he is again. Commissar, Governor Phil Murphy. Wednesday on the scientific rationale and constitutional fitness of Murphy's executive orders in response to the coronavirus pandemic, which have essentially locked down most of the Garden State. Murphy's orders have included closures of all state parks and a ban on large gatherings. Host Tucker Carlson drew Murphy's attention to a widely publicized case in which 15 men were arrested for congregating at at an Ocean County synagogue earlier this month. 15 people arrested at a synagogue. What he said was, Tucker Carlson asked him, what gives you the right to validate the Bill of Rights? Here was Murphy's response. That's above my pay grade. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when I did this, when he issued his unconstitutional bans and lockdowns. We still in New Jersey? Yep, I'm still in New Jersey. Cloutchester County Prosecutor's Office ordered the shutdown of a popular drive-through tulip tour. Drive-through tulip tour in New Jersey, now closed. This is from three days ago. 
due to the executive order from here we go again, old Philly Murphy, commissar, governor of New Jersey. Yavo, you commandant. You, governor Murphy, you shut down a tulip farm? A, a drive through tulip farm? I'm sorry, I'm going long. Got to go long. You got to hear this stuff. The paper reported that Dalton Farms' announcement prompted a response from 1,500 people on social media who noted that the tour was a drive through and workers at the farm who wore masks and gloves were able to check tickets through closed windows. Casey Jansen, the farm's owner, told Shore News that he makes about $1 million, about a million dollar, $1 million investment each year to plant tulips. Seen in the drive through he told the website that he received a letter from the state that threatened to arrest him if the drive through continued. Wow. You're not allowed to go on a tulip tour alone in your car in the state of New Jersey. And I had a lady send me a message Telling me that I was wrong from New Jersey. This is your, you, you can't go on a tulip tour. You can't go on a tulip tour. You don't think your rights have been violated? Goodness. Unbelievable. I wish I had the stats out of New Jersey. Again, that's for a 0.1% death rate. You can't go on a tulip tour. Onward to Michigan. <laughs> it has been an open question for a little while now. This is from the Washington Examiner, 41820. It has been an open question for a while now as to whether Michigan, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is a power-drunk authoritarian or just, ter- or, or just not terribly bright. This week, I think she gave us an answer, apparently Thursday, appearing Thursday on former Obama White House advisor David Axelrod's, Axelrod's podcast. The governor explained that abortion services were still available in Michigan because these types of procedures are life-sustaining. <laughs> I don't need Abortion is life-sustaining? At this point, I am not fully convinced Whitler even knows what the word abortion means. <laughs> Whitner, Whitmer, who has spent an exorbitant amount of time recently participating in exceptionally friendly media interviews, and I mean a lot of time, replied proudly that the great state of Michigan would not slow its abortions for anything. Remember now, you're staying at home to save lives, but... These are the people telling you to do that who have no respect for life. Good job, Christians. Keep it going. Good job. Don't worry. We're just in a Great Depression. Don't worry about it. Never touch you. Replied proudly that the great state of Michigan would not slow its abortions for anything. I will not slow pulling out babies piece by bloody piece out of a woman's body. I won't do that for any reason, she says. What a wonderful human being. Not even a viral pandemic that has already killed more than 2,000 people in her state will stop her from doing that. You know, we stopped elective surgeries here in Michigan, and some people have, have tried to say that that type of procedure is considered the same, and that's ridiculous, the governor said. You know, a woman's health care, her whole future, her ability to decide if and when she starts a family is not an election. It is a fundamental it is, fun, it, is a, it is fundamental to her life. Whitner, Whitmer added, it is life-sustaining. 
And it's something that government should not be getting in the middle of. But government, okay. So government shouldn't get in the middle of the butchering of the unborn, but is telling all of you 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 year olds to hide in your house to save lives. That makes a lot of sense. We're killing lives and the same people are killing people and the same ver- those same exact people are the ones telling you to go in your house and save lives. 44,000 allegedly, 44,000 people have died of coronavirus this year. Two million babies will die in the womb this year. Pulled out piece by bloody piece. Doesn't compare, folks. Those are the people, Christians, those are the people telling you to run into your house. You're like, no, there's Republicans that do it too. Yeah, they've acquiesced. They know better, but they've acquiesced. They're too scared. They're too scared of what they're going to lose. Same as you, quarantine mom. You're afraid that your respectable friends will think you're a Christian nut or that you follow the word of God word for word, which you should be, and that makes you a zealot, you should go ahead and jump right off that cliff. Gretchen Whitmer thinks abortions are life-sustaining. All this for what? Well, let's look. In the state of Michigan, you have a 0.01% chance of dying from coronavirus, and you have a 0.2% chance of ever contracting it. And this is from the woman who has dictated this. In the state of Michigan, you still can't buy plants, plant seeds, paint, or car seats, or TV stands. Yeah, let's follow that dingbat around. From Fox News, from the great state of Michigan, Whitmer's administration's acknowledged Tuesday that normal protocols were bypassed when a no-bid contract for coronavirus contact tracing was awarded by the state to Great Lakes Community Engagement, which is operated by a well-known Democratic consultant, Michael Kohlhaus. The contracts raised concerns that Whitmer's administration was tying confidential health information to political data gathering. Shocking! Wow, that's shocking! The commissar, governor, of Michigan is tying the coronavirus into political information gathering. Shocking. Just stay in your homes. Keep following them, Christians. Heading to, the, heading to New York, George Stephanopoulos. You know, of course, he's not part of the great unwashed. He lives in the Hamptons. He lives in the Hamptons. He's tested positive and so has his wife. Coronavirus, he's under a state-mandated lockdown. State quarantine. He has to stay in his home. Guess what he was seen doing? It's all over the internet. He was out jogging. You know why, folks? The elitists aren't ever going to abide by this. Whenever you set up a socialist country, which is what this whole totalitarian response to this corona to the coronavirus, this fake pandemic. The whole response to that is to usher in their agenda, which is no more middle class. You have the elitist like George Stephanopoulos who will do whatever he wants to do and all the while telling you to do the exact opposite. They'll have all the guns. They'll have all the health care and you will do what you're told. That's always the goal. Still in New York. Am I still in New York? No, I'm jumping out of New York. Oh, no, it has to do with New York because it has to do with AOC. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. The oil industry, this is from three days ago. The oil industry took a massive nosedive on Monday amid the coronavirus pandemic. And although it means 
American workers will likely lose their job. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez celebrated the move saying on Twitter, you absolutely love to see it. You sure you want to side with these people, Christians? Are you sure you want to side with these people? You're doing what they tell you to do. That's whose side you're on. I guess I better finish. Trying to find the exact right one to finish on, but I guess I better finish here. So I'll finish with this. Christians, this requires repentance. It requires repentance, a change of mind. It's how Jesus launched his ministry in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There cannot, we're not going to allow you or anybody else to gradually slide this under the carpet with pastors that will actually will act like they never closed their churches. You need to repent. You need to come out from among the Ocasio-Cortezes and be separate. Don't let pride hold you back. I'll finish right here, literally. Don't let pride hold you back because pride goes before destruction. Admit you were wrong. It was a 0.1% death rate. You wasted your time with your masks, your quarantines, and your lockdowns. And we need to restart this country right now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, finished right there.